This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, February 23rd, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is more than ready for fans in the stands at the Marriott Center, Jerem Jordan. We've been calling for it for a minute, so it's it's great. BYU will have fans in the stands, as Cody Figure alluded to uh, yesterday. Uh, a limited amount is what has been released. BYU has not said the exact amount, which is an interesting play. Uh, but we also learned that the West Coast Conference uh, has announced that no fans will be at the Orleans Arena for the West Coast Conference tournament. So, fans, some fans this week. We don't know what that means. Are there five? Are there five thousand? One or two thousand? I would imagine is what BYU will go with, but. Uh, at least someone's in there, which is great. Just call the ticket office for any chance of getting in to watch BYU play in the Marriott Center. And this is the only opportunity you'll have unless you go to the NCAA tournament in Indiana and somehow work your way into one of those arenas that are going to be 25% capacity to watch BYU play. 25% would be great. Like, if BYU rolled out 25% tonight, that'd be like, uh, you know... 4,500 fans. That'd be awesome, but... I, yeah, I don't, and I'm not exactly sure why BYU hasn't said the exact amount, but uh, that's their choice, I guess. Um, it's exciting to have fans. That will, be, that will be great. It's better than nothing. And why now and not earlier? I don't know, but it's better than nothing. It's going to feel loud regardless. Yeah. Those 4,500 or 1,500 or 2,500, whatever, it, it, whatever it is. I'm guessing it'll be more like 2,000. That's my guess. Those 2,000 will feel and sound loud, which is going to be so nice. Like someone should be like, one, two, three, four. Just count them up. <laughs> be like, okay, now we know. <laughs> Here's your show lineup. BYU back home, obviously, with something to prove. Can their tournament resume get any better with two wins this week? Mark Durant, BYU basketball radio analyst, former Cougar, joins us to discuss that and what he thinks of a West Coast Conference tournament both with and without Gonzaga. Also, Top 5 Tuesday presents the top five moments from the San Francisco and St. Mary's road wins for the BYU men before the Dons and Gales visit Provo. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Caleb Lohner is the Jalen Suggs Player of the Week, a.k.a. the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Week. Jalen Suggs won it like 10 times. 37 points in two games at Pacific and LMU. He's connected on 16 of his last 32 threes, by the way, after going over 13. This just in, that's really, really good. Best among all West Coast Conference players with at least 11 attempts. So how about that? Plus this monstrous dunk at the end of the first half Ugh. on Thursday. Shaley Gonzalez named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the second time this season and third time in her career. Gonzalez scored 26 points in a win over Portland on Saturday, following up a massive Thursday performance on a tweaked knee, no less, which she revealed in a win over then 16th-ranked Gonzaga. She leads BYU in assists, steals, and points per game, riding the wave of a big week and that win over the Zags. BYU now a 10 seed in the latest bracketology, according to Charlie Cream of ESPN, and off the bubble. Now, her spraining her MCL is a biggish deal. Hopefully it doesn't lead to anything worse, right? She tore her ACL, which yeah. kept her out all of last year. Right, so I, how'd she perform at such high level to Despite the kind of Gamer. mental game there. Gamer. I, just, I hope it doesn't lead to anything worse. We kind of saw that with 
uh, Kyle Collinsworth kind of sprained an MCL a couple years ago at St. Mary's and then later tore it against Gonzaga. So hopefully everything's good with Shaley. Men's volleyball remains number one in the ABCA poll, 13 of the 16 votes. Cougars play at GCU, Grand Canyon, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, again, the women's team remains number 12, plays Pepperdine tonight and tomorrow. This is a battle of undefeated teams in the league, 7-0, 6-0. Cougars have won 16 straight versus the Waves. Don't give me the announcer jinx here. Yeah, right? It's a real thing. I'm not going to miss a single serve tonight. <laughs> you and Greg Rebell, there are no such things as jinxes, There's right? No, I don't. No. <laughs> How about some Mountain Gymnastics Conference accolades? Four different Cougs win the MRGC event awards in Week 7. All of them scoring a 9-9 or above on those events. Avery Bennett, 9-9 on vault. Sophia McClellan and Abby Bowden-Staten, 9-9-2-5 on the balance beam. The beam fence was executing at a high level, Jerem. Nice. Brittany Vitkowskis, 9-9-2-5 on the floor, helping her to earn her second consecutive floor specialist of the week nod. And BYU Baseball lost at Texas State yesterday, 11-6. The Bobcats scored 10 runs in the sixth inning. Adam Morrison just went off, you know. <laughs> Today, the two teams play the final game of the series, 5 Eastern on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, and BYU Cougars. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. To zag or not to zag, will Gonzaga show up in Las Vegas at the West Coast Conference Tournament? Who better to ask than Gonzaga head coach Mark Few, who joined Jeff Goodman and Robbie Hummel on the Goodman and Hummel podcast, part of the Field of 68 Media Network. And from what it sounds like, the Zags will be in Vegas. But, of course, Coach Few did point out a few reservations. I'm fine. I wanted to play. We need games, and I'm happy to help give everybody a shot. I, I'm just – I've never been totally – great with the idea of taking 10 men and 10 women's teams to Vegas in one venue at the same time and, 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 you know, staying in casinos and riding elevators and all that. So that, that, that's been my take on it forever. I I just, I don't like that. Understandably, nobody wants to stay in a casino during a pandemic. Few went on to say that essentially the Zags were just outvoted. I, 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 and again, I, I, you know, Gonzaga gets one vote, right? So, uh, you know, I think everybody else kind of wants it as business as usual. So hopefully we can make it. I mean, we're searching out the safest place maybe to stay and be isolated and all that. Again, Mark Few on the Field of 68 podcast with longtime college basketball insider Jeff Goodman and former Purdue standout Robbie Hummel. Jerem. Now it sounds like Gonzaga is going to play in the West Coast Conference Tournament. How does this change things for Brigham Young University? Nothing changes, I guess, right? Uh, I'm very surprised by this. Uh, I thought Gonzaga wouldn't go, but maybe there was something where the NCAA was like, listen, we need you to go. What are you, what are you doing? You can't do this. We need you to go. Or maybe there were bylaws. Maybe there were contracts discussed. Maybe there was something. Maybe they... Mark Few was convinced in some way to actually go. Because a couple weeks ago, it sounded like he didn't really want to. No, he wanted to host the tournament in Spokane and bring the top four teams up there and play it there in a more safe environment. Yeah, a.k.a. convenient to Gonzaga, which it should be. Like, Gonzaga is, again, they're not just the best team in the league, the best team in the country. They have sway. They have influence. They have power. Meanwhile, the league's going, we have contracts to fill with ESPN and, uh, you know, other partners and, and sponsorships and whatnot. We've got to hold this tournament, whether there's five teams there or ten teams there, or in this case, 20 teams for men and women. So I'm, I'm a bit surprised. Uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, 
It's the Gonzaga Invitational. I, I called it that like six years ago or something. And it's like, that's what it is. Presented by the West Coast Conference. They go down there, they win it. The women, they normally win it too. But BYU has actually disrupted that quite a bit, which has been fun. So the women's tournament will be competitive. The men's uh, will not. Uh, Gonzaga will win this thing. But it gets BYU another chance to, I guess, beat St. Mary's or whatever. In a typical year, we'd say, oh, that's going to really help BYU in its pursuit of getting the NCAA tournament. That's not necessarily the case this year because that's going to be a quad two game, whether it's uh, you know, in Provo or it's in Vegas. BYU took care of a couple of quad two opponents against Pacific and LMU and will have the Gales in Provo this week. So, yeah, it doesn't really help BYU that they get to play St. Mary's, but it does potentially give BYU another shot at Gonzaga in their home away from home with no Gonzaga fans in the Orleans arena. If this were any other year, I would think, oh, man, this is a massive advantage for BYU. But Gonzaga has clearly proven that it doesn't matter if there's one fan in the stands, a hundred, they're going to dominate whoever they play. They are that good. So any, But any other year, Jerem, if this were a truly fair, neutral site with no Gonzaga fans and BYU were matched up with them, be like, oh, okay, this is going to be a fun new dynamic. But they're just too good. Yeah, they're, I, they're so good. It doesn't matter where they play, if they're fans or not. I don't think BYU's guards match up well with Gonzaga's guards. In the past, BYU has matched up well. Whose guards do match up well with Gonzaga's guards this season in college basketball? May, maybe Baylor. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, with college hoops, I mainly pay attention to WCC and then kind of show up at, in, in the NCAA tournament, you know, and so I, I don't know. Like, I know that Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina all stink this year. That's what I know. But it's, it's whatever. Like, you, you go to Vegas, you, you play your best. You, BYU, even when BYU had the national play of the year, it couldn't win the, WC, the Mountain West Conference tournament. Like, BYU is not good in this tournament, typically. Hey, maybe this is the year that changes. BYU's playing great defense, starting to shoot three a little bit, playing well at the right time. Like, maybe it is. Unless the number one team in the country is in said tournament. So, hopefully BYU shows up, plays really well. Um, by the way, BYU's almost locked up the two seed because Pepperdine lost to Santa Clara on Saturday and St. Mary's two yesterday. Two games in a row. So, BYU, I think, can split this week. Um, if BYU lost to St. Mary's, not San Francisco, St. Mary's, BYU would probably still be good. So uh, adjusted win percentage, BYU's comfortably ahead. And this does not even reflect the loss by Pepperdine, by the way. The league doesn't update it every day. By the way, BYU's 801. Eh? Area code? I like that little little, uh, connection there. So BYU's looking good right now. BYU may just get Pepperdine in that semifinal on Monday night before they take on... Gonzaga. Let's yeah, just go not ahead and default Gonzaga into the championship game. Right. On they Tuesday. just go straight there. They don't even play a semi. <laughs> Mark Few, and let's double down on this. To quote him, he said, I wanted to play. We need games, and I'm happy. To, you mean want? It's in the future. I'm happy to help give everybody a shot. <laughs> give everyone a shot at us. <laughs> He's right, though. I've He's just never wrong. been totally great with the idea of taking 10 men and 10 women's teams to Vegas in one venue at the same time and, you know, staying in casinos, riding elevators and all that. I can't blame him for any of no, that I get ideology. It. Yeah, yeah. Can't no. blame him for any of that. We'll discuss later in the show what the point of having a conference tournament at all for any league this year is, okay? Okay, uh, basketball resume update. BYU up to 21 in net. How about that? How about that? Top 25 team, Jerem. <laughs> and the metric that matters most. Yeah, Ken Palm, 19. Uh, you know, that's up one. BPI, 26. That's up one. BYU holds steady in the KPI, strength of record, and Sagarin. 
You're looking amazing right now. Oh, Hansel, so hot right now, you know? That's BYU basketball. I want us to implement the net rankings as the new top 25. This is the new BCS yes, ranking. Yes, this is the new college football playoff poll for college basketball. Yeah, I don't really care about the top 25. I think I've made that. Does the AP list. top 25 carry more credence than the net rankings right now? It can't I, possibly, I, can I it? I think what Joe Lenardi says about uh, bra- a bracket has more credence than both. Interesting. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, your net, your ranking, what what seed do you have? Okay, That's so would matters. you go with his overall seed line as the ranking? Like, he's got BYU as, what, the 27th team in right now, so the third seven seed. Like, would you take BYU as the 27th most uh, capable team in the tournament right now? I don't know. Yeah, this capable is interesting. Team. I don't know. None of this matters. It, it, the NCAA tournament's fun because, like, one, get there. Two, win. Like, the, the, the men's basketball rankings don't matter as much unless you're, like, top ten. That's what I'm saying. What would it take for – what metric would matter is my question for you on the spot today. What metric leading up to the tournament would matter? Like, what would carry some type of weight? I don't know. Men's because clearly hoop, it's not the AP Top 25. Men's hoops regular season matters less than football regular season. They're three times the games, and they have an actual tournament with all the teams that matter. So in college football, it has uh, a lot more weight. So okay. I, I don't know that there is a metric. The metric is winning in the NCAA tournament. That's the metric I like the most. Yeah, for me right now, if because we look at a ton of numbers every day, just go with the net rankings. I, I follow those way more intently and closely, and right. because they're updated on a daily basis, which I love. I like that. Um, more so than a poll that comes out on Monday that is you know, super subjective. I don't mind it. And, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. But basketball has turned into a very objective, metrics-based, efficiency-based thing. Right? Let's, let's go with the net. But like Ken Palm is kind of the king of the sport a little bit with that metric. Our question of the day. Fans back in the stands at the Marriott Center to watch BYU in their final two home games, San Francisco and St. Mary's. We don't know how many, but there will be some. How much would you pay for a lower bowl, socially distanced ticket to either of the BYU basketball home games this week? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response from Ken's McGuire in on Instagram. The limit does not exist. Ken's, how much money do you have? Good grief. Oh, uh, Darnell Dixon weighing in of the Daily Herald. Question of the day, what will Gonzaga fans do without their annual trek to Sin City? Will they still go to Vegas <laughs> and still watch go. the game in their hotel Yes, room? they'll still we, go. We always walk by TGI Fridays, and, and it's like packed with Gonzaga fans. Just stuffed to the gills. They'll hang out in the sports book and go crazy. <laughs> knowing that their team is across the street in the arena. You watch. Like, you can't take that trip away from Gonzaga fans, from Spokane. That, that's been the most shocking thing about this tournament, is that BYU actually gets outnumbered by somebody else in something. Because we're very proud of the s- size of the stadium, that, that BYU fans outnumber a lot of the fans on the road game. That, not with Gonzaga in Vegas. It, like, sh- it's <laughs> shocking still. Scott Brown on Twitter says, I pay nothing. Hmm? Honestly, the tickets shouldn't be sold. 100% of them should be distributed to students in The Rock. Their whole year of college was stolen from them. Give them a couple of memorable experiences. Oh, that's, that's a nice thought. I'm okay with giving tickets to students as long as they're willing to follow 
social distancing parameters, but college kids aren't always willing to do that. Let's just say there were some issues at one of the football <laughs> games that led to no fans being there at football games. Okay, uh, Coming up, two seed, here we go. And Mark Durant, BYU basketball radio analyst, on what he thinks of a WCC tournament both with Gonzaga and maybe without. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Got a special BYU Basketball's Mark Pope show tonight. Alex Barcelo, Matt Harms, Brandon Averett will join us on set. We haven't had any players on set, so we said let's make up for it. Let's have three uh, to get ready for Senior Week, the final two home games of the regular season, 8.30 Eastern tonight on the BYU BF. Listen, we're doing things differently this week. We've got three basketball players in studio. There are going to be fans in the stands. It's going to be raucous of sorts within the Marriott Center. It's going to feel that way. And uh, who better to kind of prepare us for what it's going to be like then BYU basketball radio analyst, a man who helped pack the Marriott Center in his tenure, Mark Durant, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mark, what was your reaction when you first heard that there will be some number of fans in the Marriott Center for the final two home games this regular season? I thought it was uh, fantastic. And uh, about time, (laughs) if I may say so, uh, I'm all for being safe and I want everyone safe. But uh, it's certainly time for some fans to get in there. These players uh, deserve that kind of experience, um, and the fans do. I mean, this is a pretty cool team, and people are getting behind them, and they want to see them. So let's make it happen. Let's find a way to make it safe and get as many people in there as possible. And everybody's good, and it's fun. And there's no reason at this point not to. I know there's a lot of arguments out there. I'm not trying to be political, but you can get a safe number of fans in and it'll make all the difference. And it'll be a special experience, especially Saturday with senior night. I was at LMU the other day and senior day with uh, no fans. It, it was it made me sad for those players. So let's get as many fans in there to honor those seniors and watch some good basketball. Absolutely. And right now, BYU is sitting pretty. Mark, this is awesome. Like, after last year, I didn't think BYU would be in this position at this, uh, this point this year. But here we are, comfortably in the NCAA tournament for like months on end. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't the typical season we've seen for a while. But BYU's answered the bell. They've been really good. They've been awesome defensively. They, they're playing 10 deep. This is like a very different version of BYU that's headed for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I hope it's typical going forward. And it has been typical at times. Uh, I think Mark Pope has a nice formula going and success breeds success. I mean, that's the whole Gonzaga story is they just keep building on their success every year and it becomes a place where people want to go and they know they're going to have success. And so uh, this is a fun team, really unusual. Uh, So many different guys, so deep and very unselfish. And they, they seem to be getting better and better. And uh, so it's exciting to to think what this team can do in postseason, whether it's the West Coast Conference Tournament or the NCAA Tournament. And uh, they're playing some – guys, they're playing some good ball right now. I mean, how many times have I gone on – Greg and I gone on that road trip to LMU and Pacific or whoever, Pepperdine, and and you're lucky to get out of there with your life, let alone two wins. And they just smoked those guys. They smoked them. I mean, they, they just drilled them. And to do that on the road against those, those are good teams in the conference. The conference is good this year, and those are good teams. And they just worked them. So they're playing some good basketball right now. 
Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. You bring up LMU, and the CBS sports analyst took notice of what BYU was doing, smoking those guys down there in Los Angeles, dominating them on their own floor. And the conversation came up that just maybe BYU is a better team this year than the team last year, which put us all a little bit on our heels when we heard that. But, Mark, what, what do you think of the idea that this team – maybe better than last year's team featuring Yoli Childs, Jake Toulson, and TJ Haas, among others? Well, I don't know about them being better. I mean, it's like asking me who's better, uh, Spencer or Jerem. I mean. <laughs> oh, there's an answer, and, really... it is, and it is Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> they got some they, Well, no, hey, listen, you got some things going for you, Jerem. I mean, look at you. You're a handsome guy, and. And so, I mean, some some things Spencer's good at. I mean, look at him. He's that beautiful blonde hair. I mean, dreamy, and, right? And you, I mean, he's got that elite speed. And you've got the style. <laughs> um, so, listen, you both teams have a lot of good things about them. Um, but I tell you, there's certainly this, this year's team's better in a lot of ways. I mean, the depth, the size, the defense. Uh, last year's team was just be- – I mean, they were the number one three-point shooting team in the country. And in my view, college basketball nowadays, just look, even NBA, look what the Jazz did last night, where they make 27 threes. So <laughs> the three-point shot is so critical. And the three-point shot can win you games that maybe you otherwise wouldn't, like Gonzaga last year. I don't know that this team can beat Gonzaga. I, so certainly they can compete. Maybe they can beat them. But the reason that team last year could beat them because they had – three-point shooters, and that's that's a great equalizer. Um, so, I mean, that's the one area. They're getting better at it. They've shot a lot better recently, and you're seeing the results. Um, but but that year's team had some, some all-time great shooters. Uh, and so that, that was the most important thing. So I wouldn't say they're better as far as chances to make a deep run. Not saying they can't make a deep run, but it's going to be harder for them to beat the Gonzagas of the world unless they can continue to shoot at a high level from three. Now, we live in the virtual conversation and meeting era, so everyone's backgrounds are, you know, made to impress. So we, we see some pictures of you uh, at BYU. We see a, a, a signed Jack Morris jersey back there. But as we talked about during the break, you do have a noticeable and amazing Pez collection. Do you mind showing us that right now? Oh, yeah. It's my, my pride and joy. I've been collecting them for about 30 years. Look at that, the Tower of Babel <laughs> with Pez. <laughs> The Gigantamax Pez. You're going to speak a different language in a minute. Little old me broke shells, if you can believe it. Look at that. Uh, So, man, yeah, I'll tell you what. Everybody got some old Pez, send them my way. (laughs) I don't think you need any (laughs) more. That's what my wife tells me. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been discussing the idea of a West Coast Conference tournament, both with Gonzaga and... Maybe without, though it feels like the Zags are going to make the trip based on Mark Few's commentary yesterday. It didn't always feel that way. Mark, what do you think the chances are for BYU, both with Gonzaga there and uh, if Gonzaga, for some reason, doesn't make the trip and they play it safe? Well, I think they'll go. And I, get, I go back to that point again. Is instead of looking for ways to get out of stuff and have it be different this year, let's look for ways to, to keep the things that we've always done. And I know coaches have some particular concerns about conference tournaments, but man, who wouldn't want to get all the teams together and play great basketball one after the other and have exciting games and have a, 
you know, if you win, you might go to the tournament and there's excitement. And I mean, it's fun. And so let's not try and get out of things. There's always reasons to get out. Let's look for ways to make it happen. And I think Coach Few realizes that. And it's, you know, it's important and it's important for the conference and all. So they'll go, I think. Um, and that makes it hard for BYU, obviously. I'd love to see BYU play Gonzaga where they didn't give up 20 points in the first five minutes. Right. And, and be competitive. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm chomping at the bit to get those guys again. Now, BYU will probably lose, but you've seen it happen before. I mean, St. Mary's beat them a couple of years ago. And so, I, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think let's play it. Let's get down there. Don't worry about the COVID and the injuries that you might have. Just let's go play some basketball. We want to play, and it's fun. And who doesn't want to go to Vegas and play some golf? I do. <laughs> and, uh, there it is. I want to get out of this place, man. It's cold here. I want to go where it's 70 and I can golf and watch some basketball. And I know coach, coaches don't think about that stuff, but it's fun for the fans and it's a fun environment and it's fun for the players. And they can think about that when they're 50 years old, like me and how fun it was to play in that conference tournament. So let's make it happen. No more figuring out ways to get out of stuff. Let's figure out ways to make it happen. Hey, you bring the Pez, and I'll bring some extra golf balls, okay? <laughs> I don't think there's enough extra golf balls in, in Vegas for you, Spencer. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I would, really? Yeah, I would need, he, he lived in Palm Springs for a couple years, man. He's playing uh, PGA West and all these nice courses. Yeah, we need to plan a trip, Mark, okay? Yeah. All right. I, I, I've got a whole new respect for Spencer now. <laughs> I would like the invite too. Thank, thank you, Jerem. Okay, you're uh, invited. You're invited now. Thanks? <laughs> Question mark? Jeez. Uh, the last five games, BYU has a has a different leading scorer that scored at least 19 points. They're playing 10 deep. The, Mark, this is very unique. Um, how is this going to benefit BYU down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, I've described that. I feel like Jackie Childs, and that's stupendous. It's amazing. It's whatever. I mean, it's. All the crazy words. I've never heard of that before. Has that ever happened at BYU? I don't think so. I mean, Greg maybe you Rubel. get five or six. Greg, look it <laughs> yeah, up. Where, where, is, where, where is he when we need him? But, uh, <laughs> I mean, usually for the whole season, if you had five different guys that led the team in scoring, that would be incredible. But five, six games in a row. And I, I think, uh, you, you know, BYU's had a lot of trouble in the tournament like you referenced earlier. By the way, if that guy that will pay anything for a ticket will get a hold of me, he can sit next to Greg Rubel during the, during the broadcast this week in your poll. But uh, if BYU struggled in the tournament, um, but I think this team is built for a tournament because a lot of times there was so much weight on a jimmer or the, the star player to perform – night after night and it's night after night in a tournament. Right. And so by the time you get to the championship game, which they got to several times, you're gassed. This team is so deep that I think you're going to still be fresh in that uh, championship game and might have a better opportunity. So the depth of this team and the fact that if Trevin Nell has a bad night, Let's go to Spencer Jensen or Gideon George. If Caleb has a bad night, let's go to Richard Harward, Colby Lee. I mean, there's 
it used to be when you had one or two or three guys that you really relied on, if one or two of those guys didn't have a good game, you're toast, right? And now, BYU, let's, let's put in the next guy. Maybe it's his night. And it has been. I mean, different guy steps up every night, and they know that. And it's, you know, I really didn't have an expectation when I was playing that I would lead the team in scoring because we had one or two guys that was good. They were going to do that. But it's fun for a player to think, I'm the ninth guy off the bench, and yet I can lead, lead this game in scoring. That's exciting for players. So, uh, I mean, it's cool. It's different. And uh, I think it, it could benefit BYU, particularly in these conference tournaments and NCAA tournaments when you're playing multiple games and multiple nights. He's got the greatest Pez collection in the entire state of Utah. He is BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant. We'll let you get to setting some tee times up in Las Vegas, and we'll see you in the warmth down there, my friend, for some good basketball and uh, hitting it on the links. Guys, I love you. Are you coming down? I am headed down. This is my first time not going down. We'll be doing stuff in the studio here. All right, Spencer, me and you, baby. Let's go. Let's figure it out. Thanks, Mark. See you guys. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I just realized that BYU, four of the five losses, BYU had a slow start in those games. Gonzaga both times, Boise State 14 nothing, USC, mm-hmm. and then Pepperdine was uh, an even matchup. So, hey, don't start so poorly and maybe you got a shot. Crazy. Maybe BYU uh, gets some revenge against Pepperdine in the semifinal and then they have another go at Gonzaga on Tuesday night. Coming up, does a conference tournament make sense this year? We'll discuss the pros and cons. Plus, how much of a difference will a limited number of fans in the Marriott Center make for BYU this week? <laughs> it just looks strange to see a court storm, I doesn't know. it? It's super weird. Get away from each other! This is BYU Sports Nation. Wear all the masks. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano heads to the Smithfield House for a BYU men's volleyball match. As, as I said on the broadcast, Kiki's here, you know it's a big match. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube. He is Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. What kind of difference will having fans in the Merit Center make for BYU Hoops this week? There will be some energy. The guys will feel it. And as Mark Durant just pointed out, I'm so happy that on senior night, there will be some type of audible recognition, not just family members, but fans, to show their appreciation for this BYU basketball team. Because we're not sure who's going to opt in for another year and and who's leaving out of the three notable seniors. Yeah, I I think BYU wins both games by double digits. I thought that without fans, and now that there are fans, I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. I, I feel strongly that BYU's playing great ball right now. It's Yeah, I'm excited to watch them play in front of fans. Just finally give them an opportunity. Did BYU essentially lock up the two-seat for the West Coast Conference Tournament with the St. Mary's win over Pepperdine earlier this week? Yes, and uh, yeah, yesterday. And, uh, you know, Pepperdine lost Saturday as well. So, yes, I don't see BYU losing twice. And I think the adjusted win percentage will favor BYU with one fewer loss and a, a quality strength schedule. BYU didn't have to play San Diego at all. BYU didn't play LMU twice. BYU didn't play uh, Santa Clara at, at all. all. 
Yeah. So now BYU can make plans to practice at Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas. Yep. And uh, on a Saturday, probably. And then they don't really have to do anything seriously until Monday night, which is so nice. I've been told that to limit COVID exposure, potentially, the BYU will likely show up on Sunday. Oh. We'll see. Okay. So maybe they so won't practice even. practice here and then. They'll just do, go, yeah, down they'll on go down. Yep. Um, and then just play. Okay. Is Caleb Lohner the best freshman in the WCC not named Jalen Suggs? Probably. I don't even know if I can name another freshman in the league not named Jalen. <laughs> it's probably Caleb Lohner, especially with the way that he has taken the leap in the back half of conference play. I mean, he's just he's doing special things right now. So, yeah, who who is the next best freshman besides Caleb I Lohner? I have no idea. It's, Caleb's fifth in the league uh, with 6.7 boards a game overall. That leads BYU. And like we mentioned, 50% from three since going 0 for 13. That's amazing. That's the highest percentage of anybody in the league, um, you know, over over that span. Uh, minimum eleven attempts. I mean, that's insane. The to, to go from terrible to amazing is all. Also amazing, Shaylee Gonzalez in West Coast Conference women's basketball play. She's second in scoring at just over eighteen a game. Third in steals, two and a half. She's averaging almost four assists a game. That's top five. And 16th in rebounding as a guard at five boards a game. What's the chance she wins West Coast Conference Player of the Year? She could. I think it all depends on if the voting from the coaches is split among Jill Townsend and Jen Worth of Gonzaga. If that's the case, I think that Shaylee would win. She certainly deserves it. But when you're Gonzaga and you're top 25 and you win the league again, you probably have the player of the year, which was Jill Townsend last year. But I would go with Jen, Jen Worth yes. if it's not Shaylee Gonzalez. It's Jen Worth right now. San Francisco's got a player um, from Ely that has won the freshman of the week, I want to say, like it's, eight out of the nine times. It's ten times. It's ten times? Yeah. It's incredible. It's ten times, it's dude. It's incredible what she's done. So, like, she's got an outside shot. She's, she's not just too young. Yeah, she's, she's just not Shaylee. She's not Jen Worth. She's not yeah. playing for one of the high-level teams, and that hurts her resume. Yes, if San Francisco was a better team, perhaps. She'd have a shot. Yeah. I think it's Jen Worth right now. Shaylee just behind. Sports Source Analytics tweeted a graph of Zach Wilson's completion percentage over expected uh, percentage. What's your reaction to this? <laughs> We're getting way too in-depth with these oh, stats I, and analysis. I love it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My reaction is I saw what I saw on the field, and Zach Wilson is really good at completing the long ball down the field, and the tape don't lie. Okay, so I don't need to stare at a graph to know that Zach Wilson is an elite-level quarterback. It is nice to quantify it. Um, Zach uh, just is the worst at negative five-yard pass plays. That's what I learned from this graphic. (laughs) The only thing he was under on it was like... 18 yards down the field, but like at 32 yards, Zach's like an 85% it's, pass. It's ridiculous. Yes. I, no, I love that stuff. We're, we're, we're more in the era of opinions with research. There's and so, so much like more this. good yeah. based on that graph than there is at the negative. But hilariously, I did see a tweet from a Utah fan that said, Woof, Zach Wilson. See, the truth is revealed. I'm like, oh my goodness. They just grasping at straws at this point. Oh, don't worry about that guy. You can't read the graph anyway. <laughs> Touche. Andy Katz ranked the past 10 national players of the year, according to the Naismith Foundation. He has Jimmer ranked second on the list behind only Zion Williamson okay. and just ahead of ahead of Anthony Davis. Jeremy, is Jimmer at number two too high, too low, or just right? Well, how Jimmer's senior year went, like almost 29 a game and uh, the flair and the deep threes. No, I think that's pretty fair. That's crazy. It's not, Are they? were they good in the NBA? That's not the discussion. 
Jimmer's story, his name, his legacy, he stole the nation's attention. He still has it. Like, when he scores 70 in, in China, he's still talked about on PTI. Pretty incredible. Like, what? Is uh, is Frank Mason the third being talked to? No. Okay, coming up, the top five plays from the San Francisco-St. Mary's road trip earlier this season. And does Gonzaga head basketball coach Mark Pugh have a point? Should there even be a conference tournament? We're back on that topic. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for Cougar Hoops in March with a chance to win one of five BYU basketball fan packs that includes an autographed basketball, Roku, fish team shirt, poster, and more. The more part, we just put this together yesterday. There's more in there. Go to BYUSN.com for details. BYUSN.com. The giveaway runs through tomorrow night. BYU Broadcasting employees and relatives are ineligible. I'll throw in a personalized uh, video message from Jerem Jordan as well for our winners. We signed something that's going in there, so whether you like it or not, that's, <laughs> we're covered. That's up, yeah. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. We now turn our attention to uh, more from Gonzaga head basketball coach Mark Few on the Goodman and Hummel podcast, part of the Field of 68 media network. This time, Coach Few raising an interesting question about the purpose of even holding a conference tournament if there are no fans. And I, I feel the same even for the Big Ten and some of these places i don't know unless you're having a significant amount of fans i don't know why you'd have a tournament you know, i don't make any money okay I'm a little distracted someone eating something there are dishes there's a dog back there what's going on in the few house they're just they're just having a good time he can do what he wants uh the king of so can later few says there's a dilemma of testing for the ncaa in the conference tournament that uh may put that at risk uh, i mean the, the kicker for me guys was this test in seven days before we can even go to Indy if we don't test clean seven days before. So that tells me what we've learned over this year with our team is then we got to be pretty much isolated the seven days prior to the testing of the seven days, just after exposures and all that. So um, that falls well below our conference tournament. So we're going to have to kind of hunker down even around here before we head down to our conference tournament. The pizza rolls are ready at the few house. Yeah, yeah microwaves ready to go. Okay, so he, he uh, does he does have some fair points. So based yeah. on what he just said, Jerem, are conference tournaments necessary and worth the risk, noting the seven day period that is required by the NCAA to essentially prove that your team is clean of COVID to get into Indiana? I don't know that it is for four of the twenty teams. And it's BYU and Gonzaga men and women. Unless there's some crazy upset. But that's why you hold it. The pros of a conference tournament, it's very exciting. You get more money from the gate and TV. It's an event that you can look forward to. It's the premier event in the West Coast Conference. We always look forward to being attached to that, right, in our coverage, which is uh, coming up, and we're excited about it. Um, you could have a, a team make a run. It's, for most teams, this is their NCAA tournament because most teams don't get a go. Talk to everybody not named St. Zaga and BYU. Those teams don't go to the NCAA tournament, and they probably won't for a little while, right? They, their programs aren't at that, that level right now. BYU still barely getting to that level after like four or five years of not going. So it, it's an exciting time. The cons of it this year are particularly poignant, right, given COVID and all that. Mark Few's point is very valid because to go to Indy, to travel to Indy, everyone in the party that gets to travel has to have tested negative seven days in a row, and then they will test like every day they're there. 
So BYU will actually start this, uh, like, not this Friday, but the next Friday, hoping to be able to go on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday to Indianapolis. So uh, even, like, the trainer, you know, Rob Ramos, he's got to test negative seven times or whatever, everybody. And if you don't, you can't go yet. You can go later, but you, you can't go yet. So it's sort of complicated. And so... When we act like 20 teams are there, they're not all there at the same time, though. Let, let's walk through that. So next Thursday, the 7 through 10 seeds are going to play each other on the men and women. So that's, that's 8 of the you know 20. You're not going to be around those teams? Yes. Then the next night, guess what? Four of those teams are out. So it's never actually 20 in the gym. No. Um, so, I, yes, obviously the West Coast Conference is going to make this as safe as possible. They're taking extra precautions. at all. A full hour between games now. It's not just going to be like bang, bang, fill. like the usual format. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be different. Sure. They're going to try and sanitize everything, obviously. A league you know. from California is not going to take risks. <laughs> just like California is, has a different approach, right, than, say, Utah. Um, and, and so and extra cautious, like, Hey, one positive, boom, we're done at BYU. It's like, Hey, no contract tracing. Let's do interviews. Let's see where you were, what symptoms, the whole de- like, and then figure out how yeah. to proceed forward. Well, based on what's happened within the league during the regular season, it makes me think that like half of the league, if not more has already had it and they've got the antibodies because there have been so many positive tests and they haven't been able to play. Well, for select individuals. We don't know about the whole team. I know. I'm, but just, it, feels, by the way, it feels that way. We're in the 14-day window. Like today, Two weeks from today is the championship game. So if any team has a COVID issue, boom. Right? They have, they, those play, to, like if it's BYU, they handle it a little differently than everybody else, it feels like. Right? And I like the way BYU's handled it. BYU's not had to miss games. They've not endangered anyone with the way they've approached it. They've done it safely. Here's why I feel like the West Coast Conference has a clear and obvious advantage above other conference tournaments. Because they finish on Tuesday the 9th of March, and the NCAA tournament does not start until March 20th on that Saturday. And if you're in the Sunday-Tuesday bracket, then you're not playing until at least the 21st. So, But they want you there like a week before. True, yeah. true. But I still feel like this is an advantage for the West Coast Conference. If there is some type of weird scenario, then a Gonzaga could say, hey, we got down here. It's kind of weird. We're, we're headed back. We're, we're pulling out of the tournament because we got bigger things to take care of. Oh, that'd be quite the decision, yeah. Right? To go and then not play Well, in Vegas? It, would you, if you take your team down there and then there's like a positive case within the arena of, of, of another team or something like that, it's like... Eh. Depends what day, because Gonzaga doesn't play. They're not going to play until They wouldn't play Monday. until Monday, but what still... What if it's Friday? It's like, hey, in two and a half, three days, can you have this ready to go? You would hope so, but yeah. you, if you think about what's on the line for Gonzaga... Why go is, at all, then? That's, that's the question but that Mark View is being, but they're, bringing up. It sounds like they're going. They're going yeah. to go. They're going to be isolated... Um, I'm sure that a few of the players and staff members have had it because Gonzaga has, you know, gone on a a few little shutdowns. They had a shutdown in December, right? Yeah. So didn't play bigger. They're going to go, but they'll be able to isolate in a nice hotel away from the Orleans. They'll be bussed there. They won't have any contact with people coming in. Multiple buses. Yes. It's going to be fine. And and there is a 10-day period built in between the end of the tournament and the first game first games of the NCAA yeah. tournament on the, Saturday the 20th. The NCAA wants the auto bid winners there on Saturday 
Unless, Preferably. Yeah. If you've you got to be flexible. If you've played already. And then they want the at-large teams there Sunday or Monday. That's the hope from the NCAA. That, yeah. The B- BYU, hope being the operative BYU one. BYU could be there Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. We'll, we'll see. Because right now, BYU's going, barring just an epic disaster. Okay, coming up, today's Rise and Shoutouts. And the top five plays on Top 5 Tuesday from BYU men's basketball and their road wins at San Francisco and St. Mary's as we get set for the home return contest. Thanks, West Coast Conference. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, review, and rate. Bring on Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing in preparation for this week's home contest against San Francisco and St. Mary's. We now look back at the men's wins and the top five plays from the road trip victories against those teams earlier this year. Number five, January 16th at San Fran. Richard Harward gets a rebound off of Alex Barcella mystery and dunks it home. Escape BYU a seven-point lead with 5.25 to go and started a run of eight straight points from Richard. Give me the rock, Harward. Mm. More from Big Rich in just a little bit. Matt Harms at number four. What a game he had at St. Mary's. Matthias Toss. Get that out! It was really low, but yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> no idea where the ball went. What happened? What happened? Good grief. That happened on the second possession of a 12 consecutive scoreless trips down the floor for the Gales. You love to see it. Nine minutes and 51 seconds of scoring drought. It's like me when I play pickup. Gideon George, number three, doing his best LeBron James 2016 finals game seven of Person Nation. The chase down block on Khalil Shabazz. Oh. Get that out. Now that's a block. Yeah, that was that was amazing from uh, Gideon. This Gideon George, one of two blocks on the night. George had ten points in the win as well. Number two, as promised, more from Richard Harward. This time on the offensive side, Connor Harding. No, Richard Harward. Yes, giving BYU an eleven-point lead with just under four minutes to play. Capped off eight straight points from Richard Harward. Last field goal tonight for BYU. He had a double-double, 13 points, 11 rebounds. And the top play from the San Fran St. Mary's trip. 250 left. BYU leads 53-50. Brandon Averett shoots, gets it blocked. He's the only one who knows where it is. Fumbles the ball into the basket, lays it in on the, on the reverse. Oh, I love it. Nine points in the final four minutes to seal the win for BYU. He played incredible defense. Got a couple of big shots from that man, Brandon Averett. Those are your top five plays. From the road wins at San Francisco and at St. Mary's, bring on the Dons and Gales in Provo now. Our question of the day, how much would you pay for a lower bowl, socially distanced seat or ticket to either of the BYU basketball games this week? This next answer is great. At jpuppy23. <laughs> I got pre-approved for a home equity loan this morning just in case, and I don't even own a house. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Okay, okay. I wish BYU was playing the original game of Gonzaga this week with fans. Yeah. That would have been fun. Um, instead, it's San Fran and San Somewhat Francisco. of a home court advantage. Maybe BYU doesn't us, give up 20 points in the first four minutes of the game. Yeah, never the game plan. Mark's like, listen, let's go out here and let's get down 14-2. 
and see if we can climb out. No, that's let's never the game. Try and stay within 10. Yes. Let's, Four minutes in. Let's, that's never the game plan. That's never the game plan. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. That one was pretty good. That, 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 was, why, I, that, was that wasn't the elite voice. From at S. Notham on Twitter. I'd pay 150 to sit in Cecil Samuelson's old spot nice. and have everyone there throw down some whoosh Cecil for the sake of nostalgia. Then I'd eat a cougar tail or two and wash it down with some creamery chocolate milk. Loner's dunk sending Jurassic Park ripples through my milk bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's Great stuff. Funny. Great hey, stuff. That was elite. Yeah, that, that was good. That was worthy of that. Better than the home equity loan. Today's rise <laughs> and shout outs presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Mine goes to Caleb Lohner. What a great week, right? Just, oh, man. Just like 37 points, a million rebounds, dunking on fools, just slams into one of the, the bottom of the standards, but he's still okay. I had PTSD from that because Dalton Nixon like broke his foot or ankle last year on the other side of the court in this game. Uh, but going out for 13, we talked to him, uh, you know, last Friday. He said, who cares? Just keep shooting. And he has. He's made 16 of his last 32. That's pretty awesome. To be so down in the dumps and think, oh, man, I probably shouldn't shoot, to shooting 50% since then, that's amazing. Is Caleb Loder still a freshman next year, Jerem? Is that how I, this is going to work? Well, I'll, I'll quickly explain this. Every school is handling it different. What you – uh, the appropriate way, as I understand it, is you can get a second senior year at later. You can apply for a COVID year. Okay. But some people have advanced uh, players and some haven't. So he should be a sophomore next year. Okay. Yeah, and then he could be a senior twice if he wants. My rise and shout-out goes to the sensational sophomore Shaylee Gonzalez of a BYU women's basketball team that is now 16-3, and undefeated at home for the season. They knocked off Gonzaga, and Shaylee did this – on a tweaked knee. She tore her ACL and MCL last year, had to sit out the entire year, tweaks it in practice. There's some real concern there. Sprained. Yes. That's tearing of ligaments. I know. That's what a sprain is. Okay. Plays through it at a high level against Gonzaga on Thursday, then scores 26 on Saturday. She is well-deserving of the West Coast Conference Player of the Week and my rising shout-out. All right, our thanks to today's guest, Mark Durant. We want some Pez. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time, bro. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Devin Durant. We'll see you tonight for the season finale of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Regular season finale, I should say. At 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs. We do have one more next week. Yes. That's that's all right.